Hello everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 36. I'm Jackson, I'm joined by usual, as, oh my god, I'm joined as usual by M. Uh, it's anime time. Yeah. And Jackson's ready for the comeback arc after flubbing that one. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, redemption arc time. Um, and uh, we're joined by a guest this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Eric uh, Seer. Um, I'm a big... You are so fun, and I'm very bad at ping pong. <laughs> you know, I think I've play, play, played ping pong once in my life, and uh, I was so bad at it, I have not ever done it again. Uh, I I was okay at ping I I played actual tennis as a kid. Oh, um, Posh Jackson. No, yeah, no, no me, <laughs> me too. I used to play tennis a lot with my brother, and we were both not really good, but uh, it was uh, fun. But I, when I tried playing ping pong, I was awful at it. <laughs> Um, I was pretty good at ping pong, just for, like by the standards of just like you know high school messing about stuff. Not actually good. Um, in uh, in high school, uh, me and my mates put the uh, uh, you know put the ping pong table against the wall and invented uh, ta- uh, like table squash, which we found out is a real game with tournaments. But I think my friends beat the like official game by a, a few weeks. <laughs> it's like the same year <laughs> on Wikipedia. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, but th- I guess that gives a little uh, hint. Today is uh, what we're here to cover. Um, people, people, people saw the title. They know what we're covering. I just won't bother trying to make nice segues. <laughs> do my hosting duty. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> um, uh. We're watching the 2014 <laughs> ping pong anime based on the manga, directed by Yuasa, uh, uh, and this was uh, Eric's pick. Would you like to uh, tell the people why you picked this anime? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, this is, I think, my favorite show, uh, my favorite anime, uh, or in the top of them. Uh, it's a show like I can rewatch. It's it's so rewatchable. I can rewatch it infinitely. And I saw you covered other Yuasa shows, so I wanted your take on this one as well cool yeah um well uh and watched it before this was my first time watching uh, do you want me to summarize it then uh, I do the job <laughs> you know you can take for the first time ever you can take uh the summary job Okay, so Ping Pong is the story of uh, a bunch of high schoolers playing Ping Pong, um, and mostly it surrounds two main characters, Pekko, who is uh, like this arrogant, lazy, like talented guy, and his friend Smile, who is like reserved and uptight, and they've been hanging out since they were children playing Ping Pong, and it turns out that Smile has mostly gotten bored with Pekko not being like committed to playing ping pong which is a, the thing they like found their friendship over and uh smile has been like you know faking losing games to peko for probably years at this point and uh people are starting to notice uh that they're like both really good but like if they could just get small to commit to like caring about playing the game, he could be like incredible. And a bunch of people conspire to do this, and he becomes a real ping pong monster. Um, Pekko gets discouraged, has to go through an arc to relearn the love of the game, uh, as he engages in this competition where like they are now rising to the ranks and encounter like the school that's all about people who train really hard for ping pong, uh, that is led by uh Kazuma, who is like the nephew of like a CEO of a ping pong supply company who is carrying his team and like national aspirations on his back and is cracking under the pressure because he's like the most buff 18 year old that's ever existed in the entire world. Um, and, uh, Kong Wenga, who is a Chinese, uh, ping pong player who was kicked off his national team for not being good enough and is now taking a sabbatical to teach ping pong and restore his image by going to Japan. Um, and if he wins the nationals there, he can get back on the national team. Um, but he fucking hates hanging out with all these Japanese rubes, uh, until he doesn't. He learns to love other people. Um, and everyone struggles with learning table tennis, uh, and learning to love th- themselves, uh, more than the competition that is killing them. 
Uh, but it's really hard when all the adults are uh, proxy warring their old rivalries <laughs> from 30 years ago, 40 years ago on these kids, which is definitely what they are doing while we play the game. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's mostly just like a, a very condensed sports anime, um, focusing mostly on like the slice of life stuff and questions of like, what does it mean to do something for fun versus like to compete for something? Um, what does it mean to like have talent and if you use it or don't use it and what those aspirations can mean in a, in a world where like, no one's no one's going to play professional ping pong. These are high school students. Most of these people will not do this in 10 years. Um, and the show is uh, briefly about the fact that, yeah, most of them just don't. <laughs> you just stop at some point. You're not in high school forever. Um, like uh, Jackson said, I saw this two, three years ago. At the time, I was like surprised by it. Um, and I, I, I mostly liked it, but I was, uh, I thought it was like a show that was like kind of like, it felt very aimless until it comes together at the end, which is kind of like the Yasa thing, I feel like. Um, but, uh, I was, uh, delighted by the end and revisiting it. I really enjoyed it in the way in which, like, knowing where the characters end up, uh, makes watching them, like, rise and fall really interesting and good. Um, the thing for me, uh, with the show is that I feel like it is more focused on like, because it's ping pong, it's a game that everyone plays and every like kid, little kids play ping pong. And like, it's founded on the idea that like, you know, some kids play ping pong and they grow into friends because of that. It's a game that like everyone knows and isn't necessarily very serious. Like, yeah, they can go to, you can go to the Olympics and play ping pong, but like, any any four year old can go hit a ball with a paddle, and that's not true of like football or soccer. I guess mm-hmm. soccer is a game that's played like this, soccer but like all the American sports this. are not played like this, right? Like I think of sports as like a thing you have to sign up for and go get equipment and go do a thing. Um, and ping pong's not really like that. Ping pong is like a casual game, and I think like the framing a sports anime around this, like you know like instead of it's not slam dunk right like anyone can do ping pong in the way that like not everyone's going to go and do like a big team sport um and i think that lends it a like a it lends a slice of life a power because these characters are like going through something that like is big because the idea of like personalities clashing competing and failure is big but it's still ping pong right like there's like big dramatic moments where like characters come to this emotional catharsis and then you get sick images of like two people hitting a ball back and forth for a minute and it looks great but it's also like undercuts itself in its own way that in a way that's like i think genuinely really good anyway i went on too long trying to summarize the show and start talking about how i felt about it uh yeah um, I guess I should go now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a mixed reaction to Ping Pong. Um, I think it's weird. Like, I, I think the show is like very well made. I think it's very good uh, in how it like gets to the like conclusion it's trying to get. But I do like, I ended up being swept up in like the whole uh, theater of this competition of sport, which the show knows is like just a ludicrous. Pr- like these people, every single person in the show especially for the first like eight episodes um their only way of expressing themselves through sports is through like the total domination of others right uh yeah like cosmo and smile when he gets going is are absolutely those characters um but even on the minor characters right even the ones that like end up failing they don't like come to the competition going uh this doesn't matter you know everyone is either getting owned or um getting validation by owning someone else. Yes. Um, I think this is interesting for Smile because the people that get him only get him by watching him play. He's not, like, talkative. He never talks about his emotions. But, uh, like, his coach can read him super well just by watching him play and other people as well. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this, the start of the show is, like, a... Uh, demonstration of like the weird prison these like uh people have built around like i find themselves in through playing ping pong um and uh i think that stuff's really effective and it like definitely got to me because i you know uh i i uh, <laughs> um uh th- I, the show was like very emotionally intense for me especially in the first bits like all the stuff around sakuma especially uh i found what the characters like did through their uh like just ping pong matches just like excessively cruel and i liked the way it um 
ended up reflecting through, especially um uh, like uh Wengazak, uh as he comes to realize that he can just enjoy hanging out with some guys playing a sport <laughs> and not like necessarily everything has to be like live or die on every moment. Hmm. Uh, and um so that stuff's uh mostly really good and then it comes to the end and then it like pivots a little as it's all about just the love of uh ping pong as a thing mm-hmm. uh and i don't necessarily think that i buy the pivot as much but i can't tell how much of that it's just like um you know my own read on the other stuff and how much of that is uh uh the show itself because uh, once the show pivots to being about like Smile and Pecco's like, um, you know, qu- crusade through the tournament, I kind of cared less. But then I get to the end of the show, and the end of the show is also cares less. Like they don't even show the end of the game, right? Because the sh- the show agrees with me that that is like that fight doesn't matter. Uh, so, like, I really like the epilogue, but I do think that like part where it becomes the most traditional sports anime is its weakest element. The one part I like about that is Kazuma hitting the wall and realizing that, like, bearing the responsibility for being good, all, like, being defined by I am good at this thing only makes you unhappy. Yes. Um, like, the bit where uh, Peko is in, like, like it's all the abstracted, like, hero form stuff where Kazuma finally grows wings and flies out of the bathroom he hides in before every time they play. I think that stuff's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um as someone who, you know, it's really easy to, like, once you make a thing your job, be made miserable by it, even yes. though it's a thing you used to love. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I like the scene with um, <laughs> him and Sakuma. Sakuma comes in. Uh, he's got, like, ridiculous hair now. And gives him a talk. <laughs> His boncho hair is so good. <laughs> uh, and he gives, he gives uh, Kazuma a talk. And Kazuma's like, oh, I bet you resent me and hate this. And then uh, can't understand that, like, Sakuma's telling him, no, I realize that we're exactly the same person and you don't see it yet. And you're gonna, it's gonna be hard for you. But don't worry. Yeah, I just feel, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Yep. Uh, then he also becomes like a ridiculous like yakuza guy at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> the kids will go, oh, he's like a yakuza now. <laughs> he's not, but he is dressed like that. Yes, yes. Uh, it's very funny that stuff. Um, yeah, the thing I like the part in which this revolves around the idea that like Peko and Smile have like relied on each other without like talking about it for like mm. you know a, a decade plus at this point and both have this perception of the relationship that like the other person has to grow to learn to understand because they haven't talked about it ever. (laughs) Yes. Like smiles. So wrapped up in this idea of the hero because Pekko literally like saved him from being bullied when they were kids and like showed him this thing that they loved. Um, but like Pekko just does that to every, like Pekko is like a lighthearted guy who kind of just does what he like feels good at the time and is very lazy and like laid back. And so he's doing that to everyone. It wasn't like, it wasn't special to him other then smile stuck around and everyone else thinks he's kind of annoying um and he didn't understand how much it meant and has to like come to learn that uh mm-hmm. and i think that stuff's really good like he has to see that smiles playing ho- so hard and being like this because he thinks like because it's the only like it, it's the only way he's going to get attention from someone like peko takes him for granted um and i think that stuff's really good because like smiles like just a sad kid like he, he plays this game that his dad bought him because his parents are never home he spends christmas like alone in a, like an empty apartment with a cake um it, it sucks like it's it's a it's hard uh and peko doesn't see it for a long time mm-hmm. yeah constantly chasing that high of like the the little happiness he had when he was younger and now he feels like he has nothing and he has to constantly just chase that very particular high and just to be broken out of like what he has imposed on himself basically mm-hmm. yeah like uh kong wengo's story is also this like the idea that like these characters are all uh, deeply unhappy because they think that they need to like succeed uh by the like the terms they've defined by like we i win games and i get better and i become the best and that's how happiness happens wenga ends up in china or in japan and is miserable because like he misses his mom who he was torn from by because he went to like ping pong academy when he was a kid and he doesn't have any friends. He didn't have any friends in China when he was on the team. They kicked him out and nobody contacted him. There's the coach he cares about and that's it. Um, and so he's like, Oh, I just got to get back to the, the grand competition. Everything will be fine. And it's the like 
the soft failure of like being stuck here and learning to like coach and have people rely on him and be there for people as like a mentor that like the way he slowly starts wrapping around to like talking to his teammates and giving them pointers and then they hang out for Christmas when his mom shows up and they all make wontons together um is incredible like that stuff's my favorite stuff in the show uh like the yes. bit where he's just doing like you know karaoke with his mom and his uh his team is everyone else is having the worst day of their lives basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that yeah I mean like um Pekko's literally trying to commit suicide at one point. Like it's got yeah, Pekko, Pekko, Pekko gets wasted on like wine chocolate that he didn't know had wine in it, and is just like drunk, wandering around the beach, like trying to throw himself off a bridge or whatever. The, one of the single most relatable scenes in the show is the scene in which uh, Pekko jumps into the ocean, like as like a kind of it's it's unclear even to Pekko the motivations behind the action. He's like, oh, I'm going to prove that I can fly, but also I'm giving up, but also all these things. Uh, and then while he's like not quite drowning, but like f- you know floating along, being saved by Sakuma, he starts thinking, "I bet I floated all the way to the next city by now." Because <laughs> he starts wondering, like, oh, uh, like he's just in this like weird void in his head as he uh, like sinks under the water, and the like possibility space is massive, and he gets dragged down. He's like, "You didn't even make it out of the bay. I had to save you, you idiots." <laughs> so funny. Yeah, by that point, Sakuma's already like over this like he's out of it and he's like stop stop being weird it's it's ping pong you're 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 like a junior in high school knock it off mm-hmm. yeah because you you get characters like um who's the guy who uh oda who's like the captain of the team is like he's playing ping pong and he he's like kind of he spends most of the of, like first 10 episodes being really annoyed at peko and smile who are living out an anime thing when he's just a high school student who's like yes. trying to set yeah. up his family's business that's like a fail like a you know like a small floundering electronics repair place he's like i've got a job i got a cell phone i gotta answer calls uh i don't give a shit about your like melodrama about being good at sport <laughs> like the, the arc in the middle right where uh, uh smile like has finally bought into his idea of i'm gonna become the ping pong guy um because the, the tension with him, right, is at the start, he's, like, letting people win because he cares more about, like, making sure that everyone's emotions are sated than playing ping pong. But then the adults get to him and he's like, now I care more about ping pong than emotions. And then everyone hates him because, like, rightly so, he's being really annoying. Um, and, like, I was like, oh, I haven't ordered the balls yet. I'm sorry I haven't ordered your perfect ping pong balls. What are you even on about? <laughs> And it's not even his job. It's like the <laughs> coach's <laughs> job to get the ping pong balls. Um, but yeah, like that that middle part for small sort for smile. Uh, I do I do think is interesting because he's like still chasing like some form of happiness through ping pong that doesn't exist. Uh, even if he gets better and better, he he's never he never. It feels like enjoys it. It's still just the. I think he does. Uh, the only joy he has is like playing it with friends, his with his friend, and I think like th- that feels like very relatable to me in a way of like, uh, like playing anything with a friend that's like as good as you, and having like that fun in competition is great, but uh, it doesn't necessarily translate with playing with anyone else. Hmm. I, the smile stuff, um, I think, uh, ended up being really affecting because I, like, I relate a lot to smile as, like, you know, uh, also, uh, sad kid at school, uh, you know, I was autistic and, like, smile's not necessarily coded that way in the show, but, like, the, um, language around him being a machine definitely leans in that direction. Uh, and so, like, that's, like, the, the dual lines of, like, smile's attempts for, um, I don't know what the necessarily the word is, but like his like uh, the different ways he goes about trying to like fix that and like find himself right. Uh, at first, like trying to satiate everyone, and if I can just make do the thing that makes other people happy, then I'll find happiness. And then like, and then the other option is just like cruelty, but like really sp- spiteful is the wrong word. Cause I don't mean the stronger, really petty cruelty, right? Like, like I'll just be like the best at this and then I will like validate myself this way. And both of those are like equally unhappy for him because that's not like how self-actualization works. The thing, the thing I like about that is like, it's like, it is about the part where 
often the sort of anime is like the best player will rise because of the best. And that's the natural course of action. And mm -hmm. like when this happens to smile, it is depicted as like a, like a horrible thing that he is chosen because of the pressure that like Joe puts on him. Yes. Like Joe gives him this story about like, you know, I could have been like, I was a natural. I could have been like a, a legend in tennis. And I threw a match because my, my friend's knee was damaged and I'm not using you for vengeance. And I believe him, but he is using him to live out his like frustrated dreams. And it's just as, bad uh i mean i think the least sympathetic people in the show are the old people <laughs> um the thing i do like that oh uh like the old woman is uh like she's willing to take people on and like push them but only when they know where they want to go like she totally is fine with these kids playing shitty ping pong in like her like rundown community ping pong center for as long as they want and it's only when peko comes to her and is like i'm ready to like actually commit to working on something that she tosses into the entire other ping pong academy <laughs> that she has on the side <laughs> uh right because like um butterfly joe is like living out his own fantasies of like i've I've got this this uh small town ping pong club and i represent like the hearts of the people right like he he definitely believes in the the fantasy of the fact that it's kind of a shitty school uh, yes and meanwhile the other guy i forget his his name exactly uh the the leader of uh poseidon the ceo guy CEO yeah guy, has gone uh, like entirely the other direction yeah uh they and, just call him Kazama, because, you know, uh, yeah, right, yeah. It's Kazama, yeah. Uh, so he's gone the other way, and both of these things are, like, not good, right? Like, they yes. are both still living out weird proxy wills for about high school table tennis. Yes. Kazama did go on to international success, but, like, it doesn't say what level that success is, right? He is a businessman. He's yeah, not, I mean, he's not using his image to sell his shoes and mats, right? Like right. he's using he's using his like uh, nephew, grandson, whichever. But I don't get the a sense that when he says international grandson. success, uh, that it means like he was like an Olympic level table table tennis player. I assume even, it means like even if he was Olympic level table table tennis player, like thirty years ago, like name me anyone who was a famous Olympic athlete thirty years ago. Right, that's true. <laughs> But he's definitely parlayed this into his like scheme to uh sell people mat shoes and then put mats on in all the table. Like they put like professional grade equipment in all of these high school uh <laughs> tournaments to sell the kids like shoes they don't need. And then like Kamwenga comes up and he's like, "What is what is even happening here? This doesn't matter." He he's like, he literally is like, uh, "I use whatever sh I use the same shoes for anything. Like it's not about the shoes. Shoes don't make you good at table tennis." But and then every everyone's like, "But I bought the shoes." He's like, "Well, it's good to have nice shoes. Like they're nicer than what you had." It's like, it's like yeah, I'd say like that scene of like it's not about the. F I'm not saying the shoes are bad, <laughs> but it's just it's shoes. It's shoes. <laughs> It's good. Uh, the, the thing I like is the scope by which it, it because it's a limited scope and because it's like sympathetic towards these characters, like the characters who get out, like Yuri, uh, who's, uh, Kazuma's cousin, like she, she doesn't care. She's part of this whole like tennis em or ping pong empire. And she's like, I just want to go to London and study like, you know, fashion and, and uh, flowers. Like I <laughs> yes. don't want anything to do with this. And she just like, despite the fact that she is like the, the like coddled character, like, you know, the, the, granddaughter ceo and she's got this nice car uh she just like is ready to bounce because everyone here is miserable and she doesn't want to live her life that way I mean, and the like insane. the quiet like bit where she gets to leave is just really good like that's it she's she sells her car and leaves no and, like no one notices that she left basically right because like it's at the same it's intercut with kazuma having his like awakening of yes oh right i've wasted my life yes uh, which is good because like the during the like Christmas karaoke thing, like she wants to go see lights with him and text him, and he didn't even see the text. He's busy training, and so she envisions herself with him and like how nice it'd be, and then comes home and deletes the text, and it's like the most heartbreaking thing in the world. The the reveal in that episode that he wasn't ignoring her, he was just like busy. Yeah, is yeah. so much worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the 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 deleting of the text just hits so hard. I think like the the hardest maybe of like any part of that scene, and it's it's in general just a a very emotional like the Christmas part is I think the maybe the high of the show, and because there is like so much going on for everyone, and they're all either at their bottoms or except for Kong, who's like at his who's like uh 
having the time of his life singing karaoke and it's like that super uh, position is really good yeah kong realizing like even before he's lost that he's like found the thing he was looking for didn't even understand that it was in front of him the whole time and it's like he has a team that relies on him and he's learned like you know the only person he identified with is a coach and the coach was the like he's become the coach of these kids uh and in the epilogue like he's on the national team but the japanese national team he didn't even go back to china he like made it to where he wanted to go through like an entirely different path and i think that stuff's like really good yes uh I think like the the Kong stuff, especially towards the end, uh, is like genuinely really uh, some of the best stuff in the show. Um, like the the gradual shifts. He doesn't get many scenes after his like first initial arc, but the gradual shift in the way he responds to his team looking for like validation or uh, you know um, advice uh, is really good. Mm-hmm. Because at the start, it, he's he's like, there's someone says like, oh, if I, he's like, oh yeah, you, you did good. If you, you know, and they say, oh, if I train, will I be as good as you? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like, those interactions are so funny. I think the show in general is pretty funny, but like Kong's interaction with his team and when he, they're like playing the game where he turns the ball in his hand and like they're trying to guess, it's <laughs> just those small moments, I think, just work really well for that character to see his like change progressively uh the thing i really like about this is uh like so much of like kong becomes the heart of the show like him learning to like you know uh, like interact with people and become this coach or whatever but then you get to the bit where kong and uh peko are playing and peko comes in oblivious to all this has not paid attention and he's still like oh it's china (laughs) like when they first (laughs) scouted him playing and is like oh look at the weird exotic chinese ping pong player (laughs) And you're like, oh, like Pekko's come really far in like understanding smile and his own motivations, but is still like a guy who fundamentally is oblivious to everything. He's Goku. <laughs> yes. I, I think the, the best, the, my, one of my favorite things is the character of, um, Igami, the, the one that's like, uh, smile beats at the beginning in like five minutes and then, then just like, tries to find his place in the world and just like goes around to the beach overseas and comes back and then just like see he comes back just in time to see like smile and peko's final and just falls in love with ping pong again i think that arc is just like that character is very funny but also like i i like that idea a lot as well I also, I also am always one one bad day away from quitting anything I'm doing. <laughs> it was fucking insane. <laughs> and, and ready to wander the earth, looking for fulfillment. <laughs> I think that's just where like uh, some of my disappointments with the end of the show comes in. In the, I think that's the best stuff in the show. Uh, like you know, this is the the stuff that like the whole time I was like, yes, no, this is killing all these people. Why are they like us over ping pong? This is too much. Uh, but I, I wish. The like the realization uh, that uh, everyone has that like wait this is a terrible way to live our lives uh, didn't come through like Peko being like the best ping pong player in the like you know it, it feels in a show about like trying to accept uh, the ability to enjoy things regardless of like necessarily the like limitations of talent i think it is a little disingenuous to have the catalyst for this realization be the two most talented people playing the best game of their lives i I mean specifically peko did not go that is not peko's best game of his life (laughs) well no but it is framed that way within the show because like peko goes on and plays way better ping pong somewhere else but like in the context of like a sports anime that's what's happening this is goku Mm -hmm. versus vegeta right now like that's what's that is what's happening in the show sure but then smile goes on to be a high school teacher and when kazuma comes to him and is like hey uh you know you are a great athlete he's like you're literally the only person who says that anymore like no one cares Because Kazuma looks at this as, like, the people who catalyzed his, like, spiritual journey. <laughs> and then the smile's like, I am the teacher. I was, I was a student teacher. What do you want from me? Uh, yeah, I really like the epilogue, but I do I do think that, like, uh, some of the stuff it is saying about, um, you know, the need to break free of uh, this, like, uh, just intense prison of not even competition but like the specifically like masculine framing of value through 
the domination of others, right? Like that is mm-hmm. the thing that we are trying to break free of in this show. Uh, I, I do, I, I do think that it like, uh, bristles up against like the limits of the shonen form because they're still doing that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is not dissimilar to the stuff with like Gurren Logan, right? Like, and no, that's I, like, a no. show that handles it so much less sympathetically <laughs> and so like, much actually, thoughtlessly. I, yes, no. I mean, we'll get into it in the next Gurren Logan episode, and we'll talk about that more. But like that show, I have like genuine philosophical like disagreements with this one. I just have like some tensions of my own baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like that Peko at the end uh, where they show him in the epilogue. He's like part of the national team, but also he doesn't care that much he's like eating cookies on the side and you don't see him you don't even see him play he's like for him ping pong was the thing he was good at and he likes to do but it's not it doesn't feel like a prison in the same way that it does for the other characters um for him like I, i i do agree that there's like some of it about like uh winning as like a sign of superiority but during the match between Smile and Peko, and even the match with Kazama, it's not, it doesn't even feel like winning is that important as much as like finding the joint playing at the level they should be playing, they can be playing. Yeah, there's a thing where uh, Kazama's like, uh, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to be good at ping pong in five years. And uh, uh, Smile's like, well, that's fine. Like, you know, talentless ping pong is like my favorite ping pong because it's just people playing a fucking game. That's what I want. <laughs> I like seeing. I like it when the kids hit the ball back and forth. I just wish like we saw that in one of the like the show, like one of the like actual matches. Because mm-hmm. uh, I want to see like the match where like the long haired guy finds the like person at his level and gets to like feel what Paco and Spile are feeling. Mm-hmm. I think the show like gestures at that, but it spends so long in like all of these people's feelings of failure that it uh you know doesn't have time to like bring that into you know i i have like a necessary i don't think i think this is like a discussion about the form right this is like a yeah. you can't have a sports anime where like then they all stop and then some random people play the last match <laughs> like, i mean i do like the way in which the last match it like turns into just showing them as kids playing ping pong together. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing they were looking like, that's the thing that they've been reaching for. And they found when we're able to save each other and just like remembering that they were kids who liked ping pong and became friends over it. Um, uh, when I was like, like, Oh, you go. Uh, like smiles perception of like what a hero is, is literally like got a common rider belt and a goofy mask on, right? Like yes. it's a kid who will just run in and like say the things that he can't say because he's a, like a withdrawn character and, uh, fight back and, uh, get away with it. Like, because smile's not a character who like will just take some, like they talk a bit about like smile does talk back to the other kids, but it doesn't work in the way that it works for Peko because Peko is like a shithead that everyone kind of discounts. Um, and it gives him an ability to like get away with things that smile is like a character with like a deep burning sense of responsibility that he can't like handle big mood <laughs> uh, whereas Peko doesn't know what responsibility is and it has been described to him multiple times and will never understand <laughs> uh, which is why they're great like I love that it's about like them like realizing that like the thing they want is in each other and that's just really good like that's that's like the, the op is really great because it is just about these two characters like finding each other through the op it's one of those like extremely like i the lyrics are so deep of this rock song that i just <laughs> like i mean they do just like have a, the lyrics are just a powerpoint for the themes of the show yes yes um which like this the show is not subtle <laughs> no 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 no, no. And it shouldn't be. It's like an 11 episode condensation of sports anime, right? Like, <laughs> but like in episode seven or whatever, uh, Butterfly Joe basically gives a PowerPoint presentation of like, here's exactly how the end of the show is going to go. And then like literally three scenes later, Pekka's like, oh, my knee hurts. <laughs> yes. It's really funny. I like how much that doesn't come up in their fight though. Like it's barely about that. Cause he's like, I'm willing to do it because a hero has no weaknesses, but they don't even like, because they don't show it, none of that comes up. So what I thought was going to happen and what I hope was going to happen, I guess in um like in about episode 9 10 i don't know exactly the point but like when this this these plots are converging i was expecting like or i was the, you know i don't know expecting the right words but I, my direction i was going was uh the, like he drops out of the tournament and then they like play like they're playing just in the uh the you know their tabletop place 
um, table tennis place, not tabletop. I keep saying tabletop, um, which is kind of what happened just in the final. Um, yes. So the Rocky Three ending. Yeah, basically yes. the Rocky Three. Yeah, pretty much just the Rocky Three ending. Um, Damn, I should watch Rocky Three. Is what I should do. And that did end up like thematically happening, I guess, uh, but through a slightly different context. I I do think that like the way that the ending. Um, it tries to thread a needle with the stuff about the old people that I don't think it necessarily uh, works. Specifically, the scene where like he talk, uh, Kazuma and Butterfly Joe talk, and they're like, "Let's go play table tennis. We've figured it out too." And I'm like, "No, you haven't." No. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that is the old woman's like, "No, you haven't." And yeah, uh, I don't play table tennis. I'm fucking old. And he's like, "I've got a racket for senior citizens." She's like, "Fuck off. Fuck off." Yeah, I'm the old woman in that scene because, come on, you two, the actual villains of this show living out their fucking, like, proxy war. Yes. Nobody cares. No. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about that stuff is I do like in the epilogue where uh, there's a whole bit about Joe's, like, trying to find their hot pot to make dinner because Smile's coming over. And the idea that, like... And there's a bit, like, when he plays Smile to, like, show him that he's not the best and, like, tries to beat him or whatever and, like, has like collapses and has to take time off. Like, he's a character who's so, like, desperate for connection because he, like, drifted into his own little world and doesn't, like, have these things that he... He's still trapped by ping pong in this weird way, even at the end of the show, where, like, Mm -hmm. he just wants this kid to show up and, like, come to dinner with him because he hasn't been able to express that that's the thing he needs. Yes. I mean, but like, you, get the, you get the sense that this version of Smile understands that, right? Like, he knows that this is what his coach needs, and he's going to show up and have dinner with him. Yeah, like, oh, you, oh, you go, Eric. Yeah, I was just going to say, and it's funny that his wife also knows what's going on with him, and she's like, yes. kind of, she's like, okay, do your little ping pong thing. But but even when she sees Smile for the first time, she, she like, reads... Um, he, he reads the coach. She reads the coach, like, perfectly. Like, she understands immediately what he's trying to do. Yeah, the space, and this is like, I think this is the thing that like Yuasa in general is really good at is the understanding that like people need a support system to like function as a way to like, it understands the ways in which you are an imperfect person and is like, okay with that. And if someone isn't okay with that, then they like the way Yurie leaves is she can't be the thing Cosma needs. And she understands that. She's like, what am I? I'm wasting my time here. Then I just need to go. Um, whereas the people around like Joe or smaller Pekka or characters that like, are willing to be the thing they need and that's what human interaction is mm-hmm. and like i think that cuts through all of the awesome things i've seen in a way that's like really good uh yeah i mean this show reminds me a lot of a devil man cry baby mm. i mean they're very similar shows um uh, someone needs a freestyle rap in this it'd be better <laughs> but especially like <laughs> uh the idea of like the um Fate is the wrong one, but like uh Peko and Smile are booked so much stronger than everyone else. Uh yes. to the point where like their conflict is like irrelevant to the characters in the show and it is about dealing with that. Uh like all of the uh like s- a lot of the stuff in this show reminds me I guess it's the other way around, but like it reminds me of the two the two Mikos in uh, Crybaby and their like conflicts and jealousy and um, mm-hmm. the way that like an anime like a classic anime like story uh reflects on the people around them and i know that like all this stuff is in the original manga uh i assume it is i assume it's a pretty traditional adaptation i like took a brief look and you know all the chapters were there it seems about the same length um mm-hmm. but like yeah. in, in, in crybaby like that stuff's added that like the miko and the like the bit like that stuff is not in devil man <laughs> yeah uh, but it's, it's like a real thing he focuses on i think that like this stuff is because that's all my favorite stuff in devil man you're gonna say something, Eric? Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I think the biggest difference with the, the with the manga is that Yuri the, is not in it. That's like a, a Yuasa thing. Uh, but it's mostly like I read the first two volumes, and it's mostly a very straightforward adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tone is very different because you can't have like the big music and the really cool animations, which like kind of makes makes it feel like more serious and toned down in a way. Uh, less like celebratory of like ping pong as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about um, 
characters not being able to touch the plot. There's a bit where Kazuma is always in the bathroom before his matches and just like in this pressure cooker where he's just like a glowering man. Like, how do I have, how do I handle the pressure of like a school and my family and the legacy of being the best at ping pong? And these kids come in and start talking about like Kayo Academy, maybe not being what it used to be or whatever, washing hands. And literally one of the kids goes, ah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter to us. We're not playing that kind of ping pong. And they laugh and run <laughs> out of the bathroom. Yeah. And like to most of the characters, like who are not the main characters, like, they're going to play some table tennis, then they're going to go watch a movie, and then they're going to go eat ramen or whatever. They don't give a shit, right? Like, they're 16-year-olds playing, a, a like, a blow-off sport. <laughs> I played a couple table, uh, table t- a couple real tennis, like, matches um, when I was in early high school. I did, like, mm. I, you know, I got lost. I think I lost all of them. It was, like, 0-2, but close, basically, is where I went uh-huh. uh, uh, in a few of them. And I played, and I, like, mostly had a good time, and then I, like, you know, went to, the, played fucking, you know, Ace Combat. Um, yes. <laughs> that, that was that was my, like, involvement with sports. Yeah, there's there's a line, it might be Oda, it might be one of the other Katase players who early on, when right when Smile's getting like super trained and everyone's like, the coach is basically neglecting us, he's not doing his job, like, eh, whatever, we're only playing table tennis to keep high school interesting, right? Like, it's just an after-school activity for most of them. Uh, one of the best scenes uh, of the, like, bit where Smile's at his most, like, shitty mm-hmm. is when... Um, he comes in and he sees everyone playing like table tennis baseball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're having a great time. Uh, yes. Because, you know, it's after school. We're at the table tennis club. We're playing the table tennis baseball. Uh, this coach is off living, reliving his high school years with some other guy, or whatever. It doesn't matter. And then Smile comes in and he's so mad at them. Uh,. And it's like, damn, dude, they're just playing some table tennis baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think a point also where he's very, like, where, where Sakuma comes in and tries to beat him and there's this whole, and he's just like, you don't have any talent. She just says it to him. Um, uh, I think that's the point that, like, hits me the hardest as, like, thinking about like how I used to do I, I used to do sports in high school and like a bit after and I was like never really good but right, uh, yeah. I was like, like good enough to make the team sometimes but also like bad enough that like I didn't make the team one year and then it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me and then six months later I didn't care right it's <laughs> it's like it's it's so easy to see to understand like how they are feeling that pressure because like a lot of stuff, especially in high school feels way, way more important than it should be. Even something as dumb as ping pong. Uh, and like the, all this talk about like having talent and not having talent. That's, that's the part also that hits me the most as like someone that was not very good, but like really liked playing. And then at some point, like you can't get better than what your body can do. And it's, I think, I think all that is just really well, uh, well thought out and well, like, talked about. Uh, yeah, those, these were like, these episodes were hard to watch the Sakuma stuff, like, cause, um, this is how I, you know, I'm always going to relate to the person who's like not naturally the Goku of sports. <laughs> like, that's just how I'm going to, uh, <laughs> relate to the show. And I think this stuff is, um, good characterization for like smiles. Like, this is coming back to, like, my own experiences and, like, the autism read. I, I, I don't want to put... This show is not representation. This is purely me bringing my own read to the show. But, like, I like... Like is wrong. I think it's really effective because this the scene, this scene works, right? Because in every scene before this, we have seen Smiles, like... He, he has emotional intelligence. People don't think he has emotional intelligence, but he's actually, like, deeply emotional intelligence. And this is the scene where he, like turns and uses that for cruelty rather than for like to placate others and it's su- such a small turn for him and i think that's really like you know r- really affecting i thing because i've i've been there right i i tr- i'm not uh you know i'm you i'm not a shitty person i try not to be but i've definitely been in situations where like uh the way in which i a sad teenager will uh, like say a cutting thing because I have been bullied and thus have the emotional intelligence to understand like what works to hurt people uh, comes across really strong in smiles in this scene for smile and I, it was like yeah so this scene was like genuinely hard to watch on both ends because I just yeah. felt awful um, 
And I like that Sakuma's like instant reaction. Because the thing with Sakuma is he's deeply sympathetic, but he's also the biggest asshole in the show. Because he's he's like the, he's like the third wheel as kids who desperately just wanted to be Peko to the point where like he just like he he learned how to do all his moves, but like not in a way that like made him good at at this thing. It just made him good enough to like be into Kaio, right? Like he's like the least in- important player on Kaio. Um, yeah, but he and he's like he can pass as he's better than a lot of like the other people in just just playing tennis in high school, right? Yes. Uh. But it's brought him no happiness. He could have just played no. tennis. Uh, he, he's literally introduced as like a demon marching up to Pekko, right? Like he's got like the like speed lines coming off his shoulders and he's he's making like this dr- very dramatic face where he's just scowling all the time. <laughs> Pekko's like, hey, that guy, it's that guy that we used to hang out with. Because the Sakuma stuff's really effective in terms of like the only response that a lot of these characters have to the like feeling imprisoned by the conception of like sports competition as masculine value is to just like double down on it to the infinite Mm -hmm. degree uh and every single character who does this is just killing themselves it's just a horrific thing to do to your like emotional psyche Mm -hmm. um and i I do like that like you know that is like underscored by the thing that uh sakuma does like the second um he gets beaten is Im- like immediately like pick a fight with th- like a random person on the street that he knows he can win mm-hmm. uh and it just underscores how much of this is just like just like self-destructive violence because the show is not a violent show right like it is a heightened uh but it, it there's no actual like you know no one's actually being destroyed by ping pong but that is the one time that it like makes the subtext of like no this is the like stuff that is like being pent up in these young men over fucking ping pong. <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, the thing about smile making that turn is I think it makes like the final turn to him being like a, you know, going to be a teacher. He teaches ping pong to these kids at the, at the, not the cool academy that no. Obama runs, but the, the shitty like community academy is like, he's just a person who like, like it's not stated like clearly, but my read on this is he's a person who wants to make, like what like his childhood in like impossible to people in his orbit right like he wants to bring to kids a thing that he didn't have mm-hmm. like no one's going to lock a kid in, in the in the you know the locker in school when he's a teacher there yes. um because he understands that happens to kids and it sucks and he's gonna he's gonna save them I mean, no kid's gonna have to rationalize that it's good to be shoved in a locker where it's nice and quiet um and i like that stuff and i think it comes to it more honestly than like we covered um we haven't covered, but we talked about a lot about you and me, um, assassination classroom that has a character that pivots to being a teacher as like their final landing thing. And it's very, it's, it's the, the thematic content is very similar here, actually, but I like it more here. I think it well, comes by it much more earnestly. The, thematic- which, uh, the Yuasa anime being better than assassination classroom about the characters is like the dumbest nothing statement. Cause of course, but <laughs> I'm going to stop for y'all. You know, it's just slightly more considered than Kuroko's basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the assassination classroom stuff is different um, because uh, not to not to go to the assassination classroom, but like that show is so considered about the idea of education as a way to like communicate with children that isn't defined by like rigid structures of violence in the way that every single high school anime is about that. Mm-hmm. And I guess ping pong also about that, but it's, it's yes. specifically not about like you know high school is. The pressures of high school, right? Like that is what <laughs> a lot of these shows are about. But this is entirely about sports competition. Yeah, but I mean, like Smile's arc is about yes. having to come to a realization that if an adult was knew how to communicate to him and understood his situation, could like give him that education, like. But he he did he had to find himself and like you know push everyone away and like you know run laps every day for hours on end to get to the point where he realized like how to not be cruel because he was hurting right. The, the thing with with smile right is that like the dichotomy in the show uh, that is set up is that at the start he is placating everyone because mm-hmm. he thinks that will like you know he he doesn't actually care about winning table tennis, so when he hears like oh. Uh, if if uh, Wenger loses his match, he'll be like he'll be kicked out. His career will be over. I don't want to ruin someone's career, so I'll just lose his match. Um, and that just makes everyone mad at him. Everyone makes mad at him, right? For like faking it uh, because mm. this is like you know 
they're, they're mad about that they lose, but they're all mad. It doesn't make the, like, unfairness go away if you just, like, pretend. <laughs> so they're all mad at him for that. And then the other side is like, okay, I'll be the, I will be the table tennis machine and everyone will hate me for just being better than them. And then, like, the needle he threads at the end is like, no, I'm just trying to have a good time with my bud. <laughs> I'm just trying to hang yeah. out, man. Yeah. Um, that's why I like at the very end, like, he, uh, as they're on the beach, he sees the washed up ping pong paddle that, uh, Pecco threw in, like, halfway in. And he, with no, like, thought other than, like, oh, this is an interesting thing, picks it up and hurls it into the water. And that's, like, the final shot. And it's not, I'm quitting ping pong, cause he's not, like, he's a coach. He, you know, he's, he's gonna keep playing ping pong probably the rest of his life, but, like, it, it doesn't matter to him and it never did the way it matters to someone like Pecco. And he's fine with that and has found a way to do that where it's not, like recoiling from human experience like he's come to peace with it but he does say the line maybe it's not so bad to base all your life around ping pong which i don't really know how to read that that one it, it feels like a bit it, it i mean feels, he's saying it, that to Cosmo, right yeah. like he's like Cosmo's like oh i'm you know am i just becoming my father is this like the miserable fate i've made for myself and he's like look you can just be in ping pong and be happy. Yeah. You don't have to like turn it into like a big <laughs> melodramatic like existence where you are suffering. People play ping pong all the time. He's also saying that as like the way I read that line is the uh smiles a very judgmental person. He doesn't like express it very much, but he is a deeply judgmental person because he's super like insular and so like this uh, throughout the show like uh as it, as he becomes better at ping pong expresses itself through him like deeming people unworthy more and more um, yeah in a way that like peko does as bravado but is like you know not real <laughs> or is it there's, there's yeah. a there peko always says like oh you'll need 300 more years to be able to challenge me to people and smile thinks that that's like peko's worldview that's just some shit peko says because he thinks it sounds cool (laughs) like he's just saying the the catchphrase right so when when he says that at the end uh, the thing he's saying is like you do what you want (laughs) yeah uh yeah because the show's not like anti-ping pong right because the show's not about like doesn't it doesn't have an opinion on table tennis (laughs) other than it exists and you can do it yeah, I think it's funny how much the show leans into. I assume this is from the manga. Like, ah, uh, they were they have this paddle which has these sort of pips on the rubber, and like never bothers to explain what any of that <laughs> means because the show's not interested at all. <laughs> no, because that's the thing that like every sports anime that isn't eleven episodes has to spend like half of an episode do- explaining to fill time. I learned so much about boxing by watching Hajime no Ippo. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's a lot of like the type of character they are is reflected in the way they play ping pong like uh, yes the smile is a super defensive player he's a slicer so he's like he waits and waits and waits and waits uh while he plays and it's like a type of play that's that is literally a response to peko's type of play who's like super aggressive and super fast and just like always attacking um i do i do like that that they a lot of like the characters they are are reflected in the way they play and like the mm-hmm. the animation is very good at like just like giving a lot of personality through how they they play ping pong. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about the part where this is one of the best looking shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is very like there, there's a lot of great character work, but also it's super cool when the music starts and they're playing ping pong really well and like the um, it's animated in like panels like a comic book and it's yes. it's super it's like one of the coolest animated shows. Th- that's why I, like I feel like I can watch it basically anytime because it's so cool to watch and just like lose yourself in like the 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 style mm. yeah i like part of it is like it's weird because like the, the way it looks comes out of the manga but it feels like um the way like it feels like it's animated this way because it it's like they wanted to like take the rotoscope look and like make the whole show look like that even though clearly the whole thing is not rotoscope that'd be impossible <laughs> But like when you get to the actual ping pong bits, like clearly they are they are doing ping pong like footage of ping pong, and if they're not rotoscoping it, they're heavily referencing it. Like it looks like human bodies moving with the art style over it. Um, but then the rest of the show being able to look that way is like just this like really bold choice that gives it like this distinct uh, view that like is is unafraid to be ugly in a way that I think is like really good for like a slice of life show, right? Like 
the the characters just make goofy faces all the time. Like the very end of the OP is Pecco like blowing a uh, bubblegum bubble and like licking it off his own face, and it's like gross, but like not in like this like way that's meant to be shocking. It's just meant to be like human, right? Like sometimes kids blow bubbles and they lick it off their face and their face looks weird. Um, <laughs> yep. And it's like the ethos that the entire show goes for, and I I really appreciate that. I think it's really good. But then sometimes Cosmo literally turns into an electric dragon <laughs> when he's uh <laughs> Yeah, that feels like a big change of like pace because it's like it's all like really well animated and like the but the first big match you see of Kong playing uh Kazama and he turns into a dragon and he's like this insurmountable force, or like at the end Kazama and uh Peko and he's like climbing a mountain and changing into a bird and having wings. It's it's all I, I really like that. <laughs> The, th- the thing I do like is whenever they do that, they always cut back to, and then they played ping pong, and it's just two people <laughs> hitting a ball back and forth rapidly. Um, it never like goes full like we're we have we have actual sports superpowers in this sports anime. Like it always reminds you that this is a metaphor for some people hitting a tiny ball back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and that sounds really good. Um, I think yeah, it's able to do that because of the condensed uh, time, especially because like everyone's uh ping pong style being representative of their personalities is like sports anime bread and butter but in the shows i've seen that also has to represent itself with like different super sports superpowers that represent their personality which are counted mm-hmm. and then double counted over the course of like a four episode version of one match yeah uh which is, anime is too long <laughs> yes um but yeah it's uh it- I, I really like the show. Um, it's, it, it is interesting because, like, there's a lot, there's a, just a lot there for, like, an 11 episode sports anime about ping pong. Like, I think the character work is just so strong that we spent most of our time just talking about, like, really subtle character interactions mm-hmm. and, like, motivation stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, we didn't actually really get into, like, plot stuff much. <laughs> No, I mean, there's not really that much there. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was a, there was a tournament and some people won and lost and then a year passed and some new people got better. And then there was another tournament and the, the big academy lost that tournament really handily, actually. Uh, the big academy are all bald. We didn't mention this because it's self evident if you've seen the show, but they're all bald all the time. I love it. (laughs) So good. Didn't Uh, mention. and Kazama takes bald to the point that he shaves everything on his face like here. Yes. Uh, didn't even mention the subplot about that one guy who's like, I'm briefly gonna like steal uh, Yuri oh, from the you. guy who the guy who's oh. actually the team captain of the the Kayo team, but yes. Kazama literally doesn't know. <laughs> yes. Because he's the one person who's like hanging out, like talking to the other players, and like not like regarding them as ants in his machine to climb to the top. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just Cosmo, but he has eyebrows. He was yes. not willing to shave his entire head. <laughs> I big love eyebrows. that design for him. Just so big good. eyebrows. <laughs> but I, yeah, I like that he's like he's like the least character character because his whole personality is like wanting to beat Kazama at something. But at the end, he's like, "Oh no, Kazama is too good. I can't beat him at anything." Yeah. What Other than it? like everyone likes him, like yes. he's fine. Yes, like, but he's, he's just figured it out. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> consider that anything important. Well, the thing he realizes is that like, oh, my bitterness towards Casimir is like, oh, he feels like this about like everything. Yeah. This is terrible. This is a terrible way to be. I take it back. I'm not going to steal your girl. I don't actually care about your girl. This was all my own. Whatever. It's fine. Yep. She's already <laughs> left. <laughs> like this was like all the stupidest thing I could have done. I'm going to chill with the boys. <laughs> It's oh, good. Is there anything else? Um, there is a live action adaptation uh, that came out in 2002 that's actually very good. I like it a lot. It's like, it doesn't have, because it's like two hours, it doesn't have like really Kong and Kazama doesn't get into them. They're just like, um, they're just like there for the ping pong part, but it does really nail, I think, the, the Peck One Smile. So I think it's worth watching if you want more ping pong. Yeah, I might give that a shot. I uh, I've been meaning to read the manga too. I just haven't got picked up the second volume yet because it's short enough that I'm just going to read the whole thing at once. So um, I'm excited to. Yeah, I, I knew about that live action thing. I didn't know if it was any good or not. You can never tell with the uh, manga live action adaptations. I feel like. 
Yeah, no, that one I, I, I'd recommend. It, it's like a lot of the same story and beats, but it's like, I think the actors, the teen actors are pretty great in it. So it, it does, it does work for me. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I guess uh, if we don't have anything else, that's the end of the podcast. Um. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Eric, where do you want to plug? Do you want to say where people can find you? Or yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, Isayor, E-S-A-Y-O-U-R. Uh, I also do a movie podcast with my friend Arlen, uh, where we do like film criticism, pick a director, try to cover them. Uh, like recently, we did like some uh, talked about uh, Jane Campion and Sofia Coppola. Uh, and we have a mini series where we cover all the Bond movies called License to Pod. And that's like very fun because all the Bond movies are like, especially in that middle era, are very interesting to talk about. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at headfullsoff at twitter.com. And, uh, you can check out the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of cool, good ones there. If you want more anime talk, uh, M and Autumn are uh, getting towards the end of the Studio Ghibli podcast. And oh, oh yeah, our, our episode on when Marnie was there should be up uh, probably by the time this goes live. This usually goes live on Fridays, so yeah, um, it does. We we definitely talked about that movie a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're so done. Don't cover a single studio's output. That's my recommendation to anyone. Um, it's bad for you. Um, anyway, now back to you, watching Gundam every week for the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Again, you support us at patreon.com slash normal mapping. If you want to watch Gundam, we cover it every week. Uh, it's $1 a month for we're, we're in Gundam X. We're almost done with Standalone Complex second gig, which I'm excited to be finished with. Um, you know, we're going to be watching Big O next season. That's all very exciting. Um, Beach House wise, we'll be back in, let's say three weeks and we're going to be watching Aria the animation, just the first season, the first 13 episodes. So, uh, you can find that on Verve or Crunchyroll in the US. Um, get it where you find all your good anime products. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's everything. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time with more anime. <laughs>
I'm not a 